Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Miller will try to win it for the Blazers and SLC on a dribble drive, push shot. Take it up, big man. Oh! Hammer down! Oh! How did that play happen? Gobert offensive rebound, one dribble. Goes back up with the left hand, sits on the cup, falls off. Gobert rips it away from Thompson, puts it back up and in, plus the foul! A great moment, you know, to share with my family and uh, a lot of gratitude and very proud of what we've built as a team. And uh, once again, starting from, you know, uh, winning 25 games, uh, my rookie year playing in the G League, you know, and now be able to, to become one of the, of the best teams in the West and hopefully now uh, win a championship. Rudy Gobert, Gordon, uh, signs a contract extension with the Utah Jazz. Five years, two hundred and five million dollars um if you were looking at the percentage of the cap which of course is is probably the most important number to watch um the max is usually 30 percent rudy was eligible for the super max at 35 percent of the salary cap this was a compromise uh, number reached at 31.5 uh, percent of the cap but uh, rudy going to be in a jazz uniform uh for another six years uh, of course uh, the five years on top of the one uh, that he has left on his deal yeah, he's here for good. And uh, the, I, I thought what Rudy said yesterday was about as perfect as what any player could say in that circumstance. You know, he expressed gratitude. You saw the letter he wrote. He expressed gratitude. He, he talked about this is where his heart is. This is where he wants to, uh, to build a championship and not go to a quote-unquote super team. And uh, man, I was I was just really impressed. He thanked his mom. Uh, he he, uh, he handled that perfectly. I thought, didn't you? Yes, very much. Uh, I thought the letter was uh, was appropriate. I thought the press conference was very good. I, I mean, it, I think Rudy's pretty genuine on such things. Uh, when Donovan Mitchell talked about it, what uh, I thought was pretty cool as far as Rudy goes, and it says a lot about him and his character, by the way, I think. Donovan said you wouldn't even have known he was negotiating a $205 million contract. I mean, we're talking... Big bucks here. Yeah, you, in man. in camp and practice in the preseason, he said you never would have known he was doing it. And I, I think that's a sign of a, a true professional. I really do. I, I think that says a lot about him. And, you know, here's a guy that uh, you, you really feel good for uh, being rewarded because, you know, nothing was really given to him other than, uh, of course, some God-given ability. But, I mean, you know, he worked hard. He busted his butt. Number 27 in the first round. He wasn't the first pick. You know. Played for the Bakersfield Jam for crying out loud. He was sent to Bakersfield. This is my favorite part. To work on his game. Right here. Yeah. Best part of this song. Song, soundtrack, what can you say? Just makes me want to get up and and uh, uh, play football. <laughs> well, 
uh, and the dollar figure, Jake, I thought was right around where you and I were estimating it would be. Uh, I think I said a dollar more than anybody else could pay. This is substantially in advance of that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, this is the, I think it's the all-time richest contract ever for a center. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Rudy did really well for himself. So I think it's more than generous. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, when I saw the number, Gordon, and this is, uh, I should feel guilty about uh, thinking this, but I thought, wow, why wasn't that done sooner then? But <laughs> because I thought that was a, that was a huge number. Yeah, that's uh, $205 million. I think that would be enough even to satisfy Austin's uh, voracious appetite for cash. Well, he's uh, yeah, he's not going to be short of it. But uh, and you know, he he wants to bring a championship here. You heard him talk about uh, uh, how this was his kind of one of his first experiences in in this country, and how the the community made him feel at home. Like going to the grocery. He mentioned going to the grocery store. It's like when yeah. I, when I was going to the grocery store, everybody was made me feel so welcome and at home. Man, that's cool. That's cool. It says a lot yeah, about uh, uh, our community. I like that. The, the Jazz have to hang on to their stars, and obviously, Rudy is a unique star. He's not, he's not, uh, you know, a LeBron type. But he, what he does, he does really well. And and the Jazz have to hold on to those kinds of players. And it's nice that they have players with the attitudes of Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. I mean, they're showing some loyalty. And they want to win in the worst way. And they like it here. And jazz fans love it when players like it here. I mean, it hasn't always been that way, uh, but it's that way now. And uh, they should, I don't, I don't blame jazz fans for being pretty excited about this. Uh, but some have pointed out that, you know, Rudy isn't necessarily a hero for signing a $205 million deal, but. He wants to play here, and that's a good thing. Well, he's going to have to get better. And Rudy, right now, he's really good. Don't get me wrong. He just signed a $205 million contract. But they need him to get better because they've made a significant investment in Donovan Mitchell and and Rudy Gobert, and these two are who they're going to build around to make a run because they're going to be in the luxury tax likely for the next several years. And so when when that happens, Gordon, as you know, you're pretty limited in what you can, you know, add or subtract from the from the roster. So, you know, these guys are now being paid like the guy and they've got to make sure and play like it. And, you know, Rudy does need to continue to develop offensively. He, that that needs to happen. And What uh, you said, what you said, Jake, is exactly right. And Jazz fans know this. They, they, the, the problem is, uh, it, 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 it's not the bad teams that are in trouble. It's the teams that have shelled out a gazillion dollars for someone who is not worth it. And now they, they're committed and they're stuck. And so the Jazz had to be sure that Donovan and Rudy were the way they wanted to go. And I think they are counting on Rudy Gobert getting better. Uh, they have to, because if the Jazz is going to win a championship, ultimately it's going to come down to those two players. Now, I know there are others who contribute, and there are others who will have a, a big say in the matter. But if your two stars don't play at an, at a, at an extreme level, then you're not going to win a championship. It's, just, it's, it's as simple as that on some levels anyway. And so those guys have to get better, and I think they will. Donovan Mitchell is definitely going to get better. And, and Rudy... 
is working on it. We've seen this pride, Jake. We've seen the way he operates. We've seen the way he works. And he his pride drives him. And sometimes pride is a bad thing. But in Rudy's case, I think it's a really good one. His, the, the biggest thing for Rudy, the, 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 the biggest improvement I believe that he could make in the, the shortest amount of time is he's got to finish with somebody between he and the basket. If he could, if he could figure out a way, I don't know if it's a move. I don't know if it's you know some sort of touch. I don't know if it's you know uh, you know Shaquille O'Neal used his backside famously, right? I mean, I don't I don't know what that would be for Rudy Gobert, but he has got to figure out a way to finish with somebody between he and the basket. He's really good at catching the lob and dunking when no one's there. But the way that the Rockets in particular were able to play against Rudy Gobert and not pay the price, that is if he could fix that. He'd, I mean, he'd just be even more special, obviously, than he already is. Yeah, yeah. Agree on every count. And do you think he will? I don't know. Because I, I don't know what that is. You know, and I'm just rattling through my mind. Like, we've seen Rudy try various things, and, and nothing has been all that successful. I mean, that doesn't mean that those things can't get better. But we've seen him try maybe the little baby hook, and it's been it's had mixed results. We've seen... Um, him take a couple of jumpers. I've seen him uh, bang down jumpers in uh, in practice, but in a game it, it hasn't been uh, terrific. We've even seen the Euro step, which <laughs> I don't think is is uh, necessarily it. So I don't I don't know what that is, Gordon. I really don't. I mean, it'd be nice if you try to guard him with uh, PJ Tucker if he could just you know uh, uh, what's the drop uh, like that? Did he get run over like that? <laughs> And I don't know why he didn't necessarily do that to P.J. Tucker, who's 6'5". Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know, Gordon. That, that would be a really interesting thing to dig into with Alex Jensen. Yeah. Because I'm sure that's a, a high priority for him, too. Yeah, he has to get to the point where that, you know, that kind of move, that kind of effect is advantageous for the Jazz because they have so many other options at the offensive end. And you don't want to squander them by saying, okay, Rudy, get in there, and we want you to work on this, get this uh, get this down. Um, but if he could, I mean, his shooting percentage is so high that he, he could be reliable if he could master what you're talking about. I don't know about the jumper, but I, I'm talking about the other stuff. You know, uh, he, he should be able to work on somebody because most people are smaller than him. Most of the people who are guarding him are smaller than he is, and he should be able to either go over him or through him or uh, around him. One thing working against him, uh, Coach Chiesa talked uh, a lot about this. He's got those high hips, which makes it a little bit more difficult because he doesn't have the leverage. So, right. You know, it just, well, you're right. He can't do what Shaq did. I mean, no. <laughs> but yeah, that's just, that's the hard part. But if he could figure out what he's what his go to is when there's a guy between he and the basket, he could be he could be really really good. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. It's the most.
Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Delayed handoff, Borgie. Washington State. Pocket holds up. Bentley with time. Has a man wide open. It's Tommy! What kind of speed? You got man! There he goes! Touchdown, Utah! Jordan has the first down. And maybe a touchdown. Ty Jordan! By the looks of the first half, you thought we opted out of that half and the bowl game. But uh, woke up in the second half, I guess you can say. Just made play after play after play. Again, it snowballed. Players didn't flinch, didn't phase them. Caught fire on D, started getting stops and takeaways. And, and then the offense caught fire, and it just snowballed, like I said. And it was great to see. It was a great way to end the season. Wait, what was <laughs> what was that line right there? You would have thought we opted out of that ball game and the bowl game. That's, yeah, that that's hilarious. Yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> Every once in a while, Coach Witt gets a one-liner. He's like, he's like your—he's uh, got that dry delivery that is just uh, really funny when he delivers a line. Uh, Forty-five to twenty. The first half, you just thought we opted out of that half and the bowl game. <laughs> he's not wrong. No, he's, he's not, not wrong. wrong at all. And it's just man, well, man, that's funny. What were you thinking in that first half? When uh, when the Cougars were up 20, 28. What seven. else is on? Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking, Jake Bentley is. I I don't want to be. I don't want to be mean because it's not. You know, they're they're young men and they're they're out there playing the game they love. But uh, I expected Jake Bentley to be better. <laughs> the pick he threw was uh, pretty egregious. Uh, I mean, oh. that defender was standing there. <laughs> And he was throwing passes, Gordon, that were endangering the lives of his receivers. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. one where he threw behind Britton Covey and Britton just got tattooed and yeah. then got up and talked to the dude that hit him, which I thought was pretty hilarious. But it was like, okay, all right. Well, we need to, I mean, we need nine, to be nine, better than the, that. The 91-yarder to, uh, to Covey was, uh, uh, let's say it just helped Jake Bentley's first-half stats. <laughs> But uh, he, he he was struggling mightily, and then Drew List comes in, and this is the kind of story that is storybook, you know, to have a guy come in and have that kind of effect on his team. Of course, it helps when when Ty Jordan is doing the things that he was doing, but uh, that was impressive. That second half, thirty eight unanswered points. Wow. Yeah, I mean. It is one of those. It is one of those storybook kind of things, and you can't help but feel good for him. He was fifteen of twenty six hundred fifty two yards. I mean, it. It. Let me put it this way: it shows what Utah's offense is all about. And Drew Lisk was fine, and he played well, and it is a great story. But it just shows you what Wit wants from a quarterback. Just don't sink the ship. <laughs> Just don't lose. Just don't go out there and lose the game. We've got we've got a guy in Ty Jordan who's already the best player on the team. 
Let's let him. Let's let's let him go out there and and win the football game. And the defense was incredible in the second half. Obviously, made great adjustments to that run and shoot offense, which they didn't have an answer for in the first half. And they were uh, really, really good. But that's that's how Utah wins football games. You know. So what what have I been saying about the Utes all year? What have I been saying? That this team is gonna what? Uh, um, football better than anyone footballs. Fold? <laughs> Call it a day? I've been saying it all year that they Get watch good out grades. Because they are going to be really good. That this was a year of progression. That today might not have been their day, but tomorrow will be. And I, I and believe me, in that first half, I was sitting there going, "What did I say?" They looked horrible. They made Washington State look like, uh, uh, well, I was going to say Pac-12 champs, but that doesn't mean all that much. Uh, I just, uh, Washington State was crushing that team. And uh, I'll be daggone if the youths didn't change change their complete demeanor and performance in that second half. And that's when, and then I patted myself on the back and said, yeah, you were right all along. See, you did. You, you like, you're good at that patting yourself on the back. <laughs> um, now that you mentioned the rest of the league real quick here, um, and we'll get to Utah's transfers coming up, uh, getting a couple quarterbacks over the weekend as well. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the show, but we can all agree that the PAC 12 as a league was really bad this year, right? Yep. I mean, really bad. Mm -hmm. And that Oregon beat USC over the weekend because, of course, they did. Because, of course, they did. How fitting. So now the Pac-12 is sending a stinky team to the the New Year's Six. But let's face it. I think the whole league was stinky. I, I think it was all bad. I mean, we yeah. thought. I I honestly thought that Washington State team uh, that we watched on Saturday was was going to be winless because their whole team transferred, <laughs> but somehow they managed to even win a game in league. So, the Beavs beat the Ducks, you know, and and it's just so appropriate that that Washington couldn't go. And they they threw Oregon in there, and then Oregon would win. I mean, it gets yeah. back to color. They should have let Colorado be in there instead of Oregon. At least they need to have a one loss team. But no, as usual, the Pac-12 can't get out, out of its own way. And now nope. the the Ducks are going to get smashed in uh, in the bowl game. Well, yeah, it's been a mess this year, and uh, it, but it, it's very temporary on the part of the Utes. The Utes are going. You watch out. The next couple of two, three years, they are going to be tough to deal with. Watch out, South, because this team is going to be there. And this was just sort of a – it was like – you know, it was like think of a think of a reliable car, Jake. A reliable car? Uh-huh. Uh, a, a particular brand? <laughs> I, I wouldn't know as to the reliability I'm of a Porsche. I'm asking the wrong guy, Austin. Uh, anyway, it's like a car idling, you know, trying to get tuned up for what it's, it's pronounced that. Porsche. And it, and, it, and it did get tuned. And it's ready. I guess that has a different meaning. Huh? But it, it, it's going to be really, really good. And I think the South is going to be ruining the day that uh, they didn't take advantage of the Utes in a, in a more major way. But anyway, uh, this year was screwed from the beginning. And uh, it is what it is. And they move on from here and uh, forget about what happened this year. I'm not even sure the Pac-12 is a Power 5 league anymore. Uh, not this year. 
Not not this year. Not at all. Um, yeah, but, but the Utes are going to make them pay for a while now. This team is coming together in a way. They got a lot of. It's a young team. It's a very talented team that just needed a little seasoning, and they got it. They got it. And if they get the quarterback situation all taken care of, and as you mentioned, got a couple of transfers coming in, got a highly rated recruit coming in as well. We'll see how that battle unfolds. All right, coming up, uh, we do have uh, the college football playoff matchups. We will get to that uh, straight ahead. Wait, 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 wait. Everybody, don't fall off your chairs. If you don't know who's in there, don't, don't, we don't want you to be shocked. We don't want you to go into shock because it is so earth-shaking, so mind-boggling, the teams that got in. All right, if you're still looking for that last-minute gift for the holidays, if so, stop by NEMA, 10714 South Riverfront Parkway, just south of Mulligan's. It's easy to find. And get uh, $50 free when you purchase a $150 gift card. NEMA, perfect for the holidays. Gordon doesn't use NEMA for the gift. He, he just enjoys the waxing himself. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> no, it's a great gift. It, it's a great day spa, and they have all sorts of great packages. So, again, that uh, that address is 10714 South Riverfront Parkway. All right, we'll have more big shows straight ahead. Don't forget, it's also the Road, Road Home Radiothon. Uh, 801-819-7300 is the number to call. 801-819-7300. Uh, on any given night, Gordon, there's almost 2,000 people experiencing homelessness in the state of Utah. The Road Home shelters 750 individuals and families on any given night, and the need is now more than ever. So uh, if you can, uh, no donation too small, of course. 801-819-7300. Help out this holiday season with the Road Home. We'll talk about college football. The playoff matchups are set. We'll get to a straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Got any more of that, that, uh, that hot wax? 